0: Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor JD Farrakh. You know, the, the time when you worry is when
1: the enemy leaves you alone. You pose no threat to him. He, he, no, in fact, he sends you a thank you card and a bouquet of flowers and a gift card and keep up the good work. You're no threat to the kingdom of, of darkness. When you're gaining ground and expanding the kingdom of God, it arouses the anger. Of the enemy and the attack comes.
0: You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the Book of Psalms. We all should be happy if we're angering the devil. When we begin to feel the pressure of spiritual warfare, it's then that we know we're making changes for the better to God's kingdom. Pastor J.D. reminds us today that if we are in God's will, we will experience spiritual warfare. As such, it's crucial that we know God's word and lean on God's strength. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Psalms chapter 20 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth.
1: G. Campbell Morgan said it best this way concerning these two Psalms. He says, Psalm 20 is the language of faith, not after the battle, but before it. See, here's the thing. There's something innate within all of us that fights against faith. Let me explain. We want to walk by sight. We want to see it. You know that saying, seeing is believing. Seeing sight is the antithesis of faith. You're not going to have faith in something that you've already realized, seen, touched. You don't need faith. You know that day is coming, by the way. On that great and final day, that glorious day, when we see him face to face, see him. No longer does it require faith because now we have the sight. Sight is the antithesis of faith. But see, our flesh wants to see it. I need to see it. I don't see it. Well, that's where faith comes in. That's the walk of faith. That's the life of faith. It's it's the kind of faith that says, Lord, I know you can do it, and I believe you will do it. And it's not a matter of if you're going to do it. It's a matter of when. That's faith. That's faith. And sometimes, thankfully, <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of verses I'm thinking of. One, one of which I think is in First or Second Timothy. Where Paul writes about how when uh, we're faithless. He's still faithful. Aren't you glad for that? I know I am. How many times have I faltered in my faith? Just that, in that moment, in the heat of the battle, if you will, and instead of having great faith, I mean, you would be hard-pressed to even ascribe to me that mustard seed-sized faith. I don't even have that. If I have that, that, that's all I would need to move the mountain that is in front of me. But even when I'm faithless, he is faithful. Now, Psalm 21 is a psalm that I want to spend just a little bit of time on. And I think you'll see why here in a moment. And again, it dovetails in with Psalm 20. Because this is the prayer of thanksgiving after the victory that they believed by faith God would grant them. And it's done. To the chief musician again, a psalm of David, verse 1. The king shall have joy in your strength, O Lord, and in your salvation how greatly shall he rejoice. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips, Selah. For you, verse 3, meet him with the blessings of goodness. You set a crown of pure gold upon his head. He asked life from you and you gave it to him. Length of days forever and ever. His glory is great in your salvation. Honor and majesty you have placed upon him. For you have made him most blessed forever. You have made him exceedingly glad in your presence. For the king, speaking of David, trusts in the Lord. And through the mercy of the Most High, he shall not be moved. Your hand will find all your enemies Your right hand will find those who hate you. You shall make them as a fiery oven in the time of your anger. The Lord shall swallow them up in his wrath, and the fire shall devour them. Their offspring you shall destroy from the earth and their descendants from among the sons of men, for they intended evil against you. They devised a plot which they are not able to perform. Therefore, verse 12, you will make them turn their back. You will make ready your arrows on your string toward their faces. Be exalted, O Lord, in your own strength. We, I want you to notice that, we, we will sing and praise your power. Ah. Bear with me, please. (laughs) I have to say that Psalm 21 has got to be one of the most encouraging passages of Scripture, certainly in the book of Psalms, but I would even argue the entirety of Scripture. And here's why. David is clearly encouraged. As he pens this psalm. Which is really a record of the prayer and the praise of God's people. He is clearly encouraged. Because he's on the receiving end of the encouragement from and the prayers of God's people. It's all throughout the entirety of the psalm. (laughs) You you the anointed king prayed you answered his prayer you blessed him exceedingly and it goes on and on and on the reason why i'm asking you to kind of bear with me is i just want to share very personally concerning this psalm and how it hits home with me personally and this For a number of reasons, not the least of which is that I too have been on the receiving end of so much encouragement and prayer from God's people as the pastor of this amazing church, which is my privilege to be. I really don't know if it's possible to overstate the importance of God's people encouraging and praying for those in ministry. Please know, and let me hasten to say this, that I'm not just talking about myself when I say this. I'm talking about everyone who serves so faithfully and tirelessly in this God's church. The power of prayer for God's people, the encouragement that comes. I think it was Mark Twain who said something to the effect of, he can live for two months just with one encouragement. Just somebody encouraging him even one time. You've heard me quote the stunning statistics of how many pastors leave the ministry on a monthly basis. It used to be 1,500 a month. It's now, I heard the latest, it's now up to 1,700 a month. Let that let that sink in. 1,700 pastors leave the ministry every single month. And I have to ask myself, and I'm just going to be very candid when I say this, But I have to ask myself, did they not have anybody praying for them? Obviously they had become so discouraged, and make no mistake about it, the devil's most powerful tool is the tool of discouragement. And I don't care how strong you might think you are, it happens to the best of them. Discouragement. I want to suggest something, and I do so, I just, I, 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 I just throw this out there as a suggestion, but I wonder, is discouragement due to prayerlessness, now think this through with me, okay, uh, there's this account we were when we were in First uh, Samuel where uh, David they just get back to Ziklag they've uh, they've taken their wives they've burned the entire place down they've taken all their wives and all their children and these are 600 mighty warriors these guys you don't want to mess with these guys and these were David's loyal men and they come back to Ziklag and and their wives their children are gone and these men just break down and weep. And then they turn on David. They want to kill him. And we're told that David's response was to encourage and strengthen himself in the Lord. How did he do that? Prayer. Prayer. I think about what James said. Is any among uh, among you in trouble? Let him pray. Is any among you in trouble? Let him pray. That's the... First response, not the last resort. I was thinking about that story that's told of the husband and wife when the wife goes to the husband and says uh, something to the effect of, Honey, we need to pray, to which the husband responds. Is it that bad? (laughs) Really? Prayer's now the last resort? Things are so bad, we better pray? No, not the first response. You know, I, and I think you know this, and I I hope you know my heart when I say this again, but this is why I have been prioritizing, even pleading that we as God's people in this God's church would pray, just pray. It all comes down to prayer. So is the prayerless pastor, Or the prayerless church, the source of the discouragement in that pastor and in that church? I would submit yes. That's why. Now, I want to, the way you're looking at me, I better hurry up and say this. Uh, I want you to know that I stand before you today as one who is very, that doesn't mean I don't have my moments, just like the the rest of, you know, just like the rest and the best of men, but I stand before you tonight as one who is very encouraged in the Lord, very encouraged in, in the ministry. Um... And the reason for that is because of this simple truth, maybe too simple, this thing we call prayer. I hope you know that I get fed, that I spend a lot of time. I hope you don't think that, you know, I'm sitting around between Thursday and, and Sunday and I'm just organizing paper clips. Why are you laughing? You, know, you think that? Are you kidding? Listen, you need to spend at least just one day with me. But I'll tell you, I, I spend, I don't even like the word spend because it's not really the right word. It, it sounds, I mean, there is a cost associated with it, but um, I think a better word would be devote. I devote an inordinate amount of time, large amounts of time, And I just, I'm with the Lord, man. I have to be. Because if I'm not, the enemy's right there. The enemy's right there. Um, There are guys that God has used in a powerful way in my life. And uh, to me, they are amongst the best Bible teachers that are alive today. Uh, one of them, and I want to uh, quote him in a moment because um, I, I listen to, I'm a, more of an auditory uh, learner. I just learn that way, more so auditory and uh, visual. Uh, that's just the way my uh, brain is is wired. So I listen to Bible teaching, Uh, I spend a lot of time in prayer. spend a lot of fasting sometimes too. I'm not saying that to sound, you know, uh, please don't misunderstand me. I don't say that to sound, you know, hyper-spiritual or anything. I just want to give you that assurance because this this is um, uh, the reality of my life. I know that without this, forget it. I wouldn't be standing here tonight. So I listened to Bible teaching and I came across this teaching from one of my favorite uh, Bible teachers, Damian Kyle, he's the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Modesto. And I want to share with you uh, what he uh, talked about, uh, about this uh, psalm that is before us tonight. If you'll just indulge me. He says, David is clearly encouraged By the encouragement and prayers of God's people. I don't want to say it in a way that sounds self serving, but it is good for us, and it's right here in the Bible, to realize that the people God raises up in the body of Christ to lead, they pay a price for that. I don't say it to pity them or to pity us for that. The price really does need to be paid because there are so many blessings. So much happens between an individual and God in that position. And I don't say that it's better than what happens in anybody else's life. It just is what it is. Sometimes it needs to be hard. Otherwise, a person can get lifted up in pride. There is a spiritual warfare for a leader that has a great intensity that just never stops. It can escalate and it can de-escalate, but there's always that constant kind of hum that is just always there. Leaders in the body of Christ really need the prayer and the encouragement Of God's people, and then he shares this account of what happened to him, and I want to share it with you. He says, I remember, as it relates to me personally, when we first moved into this building and began the services here, we hit a block of time when I was getting up in this pulpit, and it was like I was running through mud. I mean the spiritual warfare against what was happening in this church and it was coming against me in particular while trying to minister the word and also in sermon preparation. It was reaching all the way into the pulpit. It was just getting way too far in as far as any opposition had a right to consistently to where the pastor shouldn't have to be dealing with that degree of warfare in ministering the word over and over again continually. Today, on Sunday mornings, there's a group of men and women that are in the prayer room, first and second service, and they're praying for everyone in this room, including me, he says. Ever since we began that intercession, what I was experiencing for all those months has been gone. And it's been years now. It's just the power and witness to Psalm 20 here, the importance of encouragement and the importance of intercession for leaders. Okay, maybe that last part was a little bit self-serving. I have to confess that it would, well, how do I say this? I don't want to sound too dramatic. But it would be a dream come true. If we would get to the place as a church where, especially on Sunday mornings, we had a group of men and women that were praying during the service for Listen, how do I say this without, I I hope you know my heart here. But God has seen fit to take this obscure ministry here on the windward side of Oahu to reach the uttermost parts of the earth on a week in and week out Basis. And I and I share with you, I've been trying more so lately, uh, especially because of the testimonies that come in. Uh, this uh, uh sister in Christ that came to Christ in Japan because there's a ministry that translates the prophecy updates into Japanese, and you know, I, I started I'll tell you, since I started sharing the gospel at the end of the prophecy updates, I cannot even begin to tell you, and I please, this is not self-serving, I cannot even begin to tell you this satanic attack, this spiritual warfare in my life on me, on my family, and on my church family. You think that we're not arousing the anger of the enemy? People are coming to Christ from all over the world you don't think the enemy is going to do something? You know, the, the time when you worry is when the enemy leaves you alone. You pose no threat to him. He, he, no, in fact, he sends you a thank you card and a bouquet of flowers and a gift card and keep up the good work. You're no threat to the kingdom of, of darkness. When you're gaining ground and expanding the kingdom of God, it arouses the anger of the enemy, and the attack comes, and and again, it's not just me, I look at, you know, Pastor Mac, what's happened, you know, they they lose the baby, he goes in for surgery, this happens, by the way, I, we're going to dance after this service, right, we're going to get Pentecostal, we don't need that cane, yeah, (laughs) you know, I I, I hope you don't mind me doing this, Eric, but uh, Eric happens to be here uh, tonight, And I was thinking about when we were building this building, this spiritual warfare during that time, and not just during the the time we were renovating this building, which was an absolute miracle, but it was once we started having services in this building, the spiritual warfare that came on the heels. Satan didn't want us in this church.
0: Thanks for taking the time to listen today to In Spirit and Truth. Pastor J.D. has been taking us through the book of Psalms, detailing the author's messages of hope and pain, joy and sorrow. You may have found today that you identified with the sentiments expressed in today's passage. And if that's the case, we encourage you to explore more. Dive into the word yourself and ask God to reveal additional love and personal truth he knows you need to hear today. If you'd like to hear more of Pastor JD's teachings in Psalms 2, you can find them online at inspiritandtruthradio.com. Are you a part of a community of believers? If you haven't yet found a church that you can call home, we'd like to urge you to remedy that soon. A church family can be a source of support, a cheering squad, and most importantly, a group of faithful prayer warriors. This is also a place you can give of your unique talents in support of others as well. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you have a standing invitation to be part of our family of believers. Come join Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find out more at our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. There's a lot to discover at our website, including a link to our mobile app, social media pages, and Pastor JD's Mid-East Prophecy Updates. That website, one more time, is inspiritandtruthradio.com. That's all we have for today. Join us next time to continue learning from the book of Psalms, right here on In Spirit and Truth,